Welcome to this Doctor Who Podcast Alliance special, recorded at the London launch event for Doctor Who, the 11th hour. This is the dawn of a new age in Doctor Who, featuring a new production team, headed up by Stephen Moffat, a new cast in the shape of Karen Gillan as Amy Pond, and of course, Matt Smith as the 11th Doctor. So we thought we should be there to get a flavour of fandom's thoughts on this new beginning. So contained within this podcast, you will find before and after discussions between normal attendees, and podcasters such as Professor Dave from Professor Dave's Ark in Space, Tony Gallishan and Joe from the Flashing Blade podcast, Laura and Chris Sigma from the Udcast, and myself, Adam Purcell, from Staggering Stories. But just before we get into it, I sure would all like to give a big thank you to the event organiser, Jeremy Bentham, and his team, who put so much hard work into this great event. Also, thank you to the staff of the Cross Keys Pub in the City of London, who are putting up with over 800 slightly crazy Doc 2 fans, who suddenly went very quiet and didn't buy any drinks for just over an hour, 6.20pm on Saturday the 3rd of April, 2010. Hello. Hello, I'm here on behalf of the Doctor Who Podcasters Alliance. What's your name, by the way? Adrian. Adrian. Jason. Jason. Steve. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, Obviously we're here for the start of Mr. Smith's tenure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What are you hoping for from this? Something new and exciting. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of fun, obviously, with the last five years with Russell in charge, but I think with Stephen Moffat, we're going to have a whole new direction for adventure. It's the intrigue, the unknown, not quite knowing exactly how Matt Smith's take on Doctor Who, how he's going to make it his own. I was saying earlier on, you had familiarity with David Tennant that was really quite nice, and then the nice thing about Doctor Who is that you can wipe the slate clean literally and still have that element of familiarity but have that air of intrigue as to how the new actor is going to take on the role of Doctor Who after the familiarity of whoever has been doing it for however long they've been doing it for sort of quite exciting in a way (laughs) always is yeah definitely exciting there sort of Matt Smith's almost the unknown in the it's quite like uh, Tom Baker took over the Hardy New Year. So, it's going to be interesting. No one's seen one thing he's in, so I do think it's going to be good. So, And obviously, Stephen Moffat taking over. Hopefully, we can have Series 2 go Neil Gaiman, maybe right in. Yeah. Ross Schumann back, hopefully. More Mark Gatiss, hopefully. Sounds good. So, yeah. Right. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the show anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. What's the name? The Doctor. It's what to find. Um, a reinvention. A, a, a fresh slate, a new start, a new Doctor, a new TARDIS, a new screwdriver, everything new. Brand new and shiny and uh, exciting. Especially with um, Mr. Moffat's track record, I think the show's in very good hands. And... From what little I've seen of Matt Smith, he does look like he's going to fill the shoes uh, very well, which is a tough uh, act to follow with David Tennant. So 
that's hoping he'll uh, channel a bit of Patrick Troughton in his performance. Hello there. Hello. Uh, obviously, just ask your names, please. Kelly. Shane. Shane. And obviously, you're here for the start of Mrs. Smith's tenure? Yes. Yes. What are your hopes? To be scared again, I think. I want to be properly scared like I was when I was a child. My first doctor was John Pertwee. Your pocket money is cancelled up to your bedroom. <laughs> are you scared now? A little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You've got that little look about you, actually. You've got that headmastery look about you. I can, we, I can turn this car around, we can go home. Okay, all right. Okay. So, yeah, so that's the thing, because I, I remember way back when with the spiders, and I remember the giant spiders frightening me, and the original Davros frightening me as well, but then Julian Breach did such a brilliant job in the tenant years as well. And the fact you got... You know, we got Moffat right in it, and he's done some of the best and some of the creepiest stories so far. So, and they have actually said that this one's going to be a lot darker. So, I'm hoping that's going to carry on. Um, echoing what the previous gentleman said for you, actually, I'd like to see something completely different, so that we could almost look at it as a different show. And I think the reason I think it has to be is. David Tennant has been so good that to try and be too similar will draw too much of a comparison and run the risk of people thinking it's not as good. Whereas if it's something completely different, it has to be judged in its own right. As a lady, as David Tennant as I can. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Can you see Matt Smith taking the same degree of with the ladies? I can actually, yes. Can? I think he's got a little bit of several previous doctors in him. Yeah. I think he's got Definitely. maybe the funny and the silly side of Tennant, but there's a little bit of Pertwee in there as well. Yeah, he's got the wise side of him as well because he's you no know, he's young but he, he looks old as well. He's got that he's got that kind of mature look behind the eyes kind of thing. It's a very challenging thing for someone who's got twenty two, is he? Yeah he's trying to be nine hundred and seven. Yeah. <laughs> Big age gap. Thanks very much indeed. Cheers. Hello, I'm in the foyer now we want to get better sound. What's the name? Vanessa. Nicola. Marvin. Marvin. Just asking people what they're hoping for from uh, Matt Smith. I think he'll be brilliant. Yeah, he's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Completely brilliant. Well, my mate's seen him in the flesh, face to face, and, and then she met him as well. And I met, I met him last brilliant. year. He's a nice person. Yeah. He's a brilliant person. So I think he's going to be an amazing doctor. I think he'll definitely follow and like fill the footsteps behind David Tennant. I think he will I, definitely. I think he'll be completely different from David Tennant. No, but I mean, like he'll do as well. Yeah. Like he won't be like bad. I think he'll be amazing. Because I know it's big shoes to fill after David Tennant. Everyone was like huge fan of him, but I think Matt will meet expectations and maybe exceed them. What part of the state you from, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian. Canadian huh? I'm, I'm, I'm using Canadian logic. God. She's Canadian, I'm Scottish. You're Scottish, okay. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm I guess that didn't again. make any sense, did <laughs> you're, it? You're genuinely Canadian? Yes. Say about. About. That's not good. That's not good. I've been more Britishized, or whatever you want to call it, because I've been here for a year. Yeah. So. No, I'm sure Canada's much nicer than America. It is. Unless you're listening to the show in America, <laughs> in which case, how can I be? Thanks very much. Enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Carol, give me names. Give me names again. I'm Kevin. Kevin. I'm Kim. Kim. And I'm Rory. And Rory, 
And what are you hoping for from next week? Uh, well, obviously I'm hoping it to be good. Uh, well, from what I've seen, because I saw them filming it in Swansea and in Cardiff, and I saw them filming this particular episode. So, well, from, if, from what I've seen, it seems quite good. Mm-hmm. And he seems to bring a fair bit of gravitas, considering he's quite young. So, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> the other question, and I talked to Kevin, shall we give Kevin and Kim a question? Yes. What's your biggest fear about the new Doctor? Matt Smith not being able to act. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Rory gave much right. better answers than these two did, so <laughs> <Yay>. congratulations to both. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's hoping that Matt Smith can act. I've seen him have a stuff he's a very good actor, so hopefully we'll have a good time. Brilliant. And if not, we just get drunk. Hello. Hello. Graham. Graham. Ben. Ben. Jody. Jody. Uh, I hope it's every bit as good as the last series. <laughs> <laughs> Better. You don't mean the specials? Uh, no, no, you know, the last, well, no, the proper, proper series. series. Proper yeah, series. No, not the specials, no, we can't wait that long between episodes. <laughs> Too painful, yeah. And you? Um, well, I'm hoping that uh, the Doctor's assistant skirt really is as short as everyone says it is. <laughs> the belt. The belt, the that's right, yeah. <laughs> She's <laughs> only a belt. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, it's a good after the watershed. <laughs> <laughs> I think in some fans' minds it already is. Oh, is it? <laughs> so, Jody, um, on the, as you understand the context of this gentleman here, obviously we've had David Hill, eye candy, Matt yeah. Smith, eye candy. <laughs> um, my little girl's not really quite worried about it. She did like David Tennant. Mm-hmm. But she's um, she's telling her dad off about not giving him a chance, um, and I'll certainly give him a slap if he's looking at the mini skirt for too long. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Or what's your name again? Ben. 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 You're gonna have a drink for this one. <laughs> or you can distract him by getting a cup of the outfit for yourself. This is true. Not this is true. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. Bye. All right, Jess, I've emerged to talk to you a lot. Can I have some names first of all? Adam. Chris. Matt. Ben. I mean, I loved I loved the Russell T. Davis era. Don't get me wrong, because it raised Doctor Who back, you know, fully into the public. But. Yes, there's a but. I just felt towards the end it became quite absorbed in itself. All the goodbyes, the repeating of goodbyes. I'm looking forward to everything being new. I, I don't think enough changed between Eccleston and Tennant. In kind of, I'd have liked to have seen maybe a new TARDIS, maybe a new variation on the Sonic Screwdriver. So. Whereas everything's fresh now, new Doctor, new companion, new TARDIS, new head writer, everything's different. Hopefully lots of new enemies. Yep. I always want to be entertained every week, really. Something, you know, every song's every episode's strong. I want to have sort of something that I can come home every week and go, yep, that was a good episode. So get me entertained. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And just to silence the critics that were all saying Doctor's going to go downhill after Tenant, really, because. There's the four of you together. I take it you're all friends. Yes. Yeah. 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 Long, long friends. Yeah. If Amy Pond walked up with a police uniform, threw four knives on the ground, and said, "The survivor gets," <laughs> would you be willing to kill your friends? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so much for friends. friends <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, thanks very much. Enjoy. Cheers. What's the name, please, to begin with? Chuck. Chuck. I'm Emma. Emma. Dave. Dave. And Julian. Julian. Yeah. Uh, 
very simple question what are you hoping for from today's show I'm just hoping for a, a, a really strong beginning I think um, I want Moffat to put his stamp on it right from the get go say this is this is the who you love but this is what we're doing now and um yeah, I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to and Matt Smith just stamping his authority on the show from the get-go. I hope. I'd say again what she said, hoping that from the word go, I'm the doctor. I'm the guy now. You know, get used to me. I'm going to be around for quite some time. Yeah. And, and I certainly hope he is. I mean, David Tennant did three. I'm hoping he'll do at least five. So as long as they're five good ones. Because yeah, because he's only what 27. And he's not going to age particularly that much in the next five years. So, so he's got a lot. So he's, he's got age on his side. Yeah. And certainly, I think he's got the what they said, you know, the, the old young look mm. and that quirkiness. Um, when they first said he was, Stephen Moffat said, "Oh, he's 26." Thought, mm. but then when I saw him, I thought, well, actually, I think he's got he's, he's got a point there. He's certainly got it. So, okay, thanks very much indeed. Right, well, this is Tony. I'm sat here in the middle of a very big pub indeed, which I believe was a bank. However, they turned it into alcohol, which I like. I'm here with Jeremy Bentham, the organiser of t- today's event. Hello. Hello there. So, um, how many of these have you actually done? Oh, in terms of these launch party events, the, the first one was in 2005. So it's been every year since then, uh, except for the movie years, when we cheated by having it on the 1st of January this year. Uh, now, yes, a lot of us went to that. We came with Johnson masks. Yes, you did. It was uh, probably the most extraordinary photograph that came out of the evening. It's the one that uh, a couple of websites refused to li- use because they just thought we were taking the mickey out of the series, as if we would. Oh, well, no, I, th- I think the main problem was that Professor Dave sat over there was naked apart from the mask, which is a very, very disturbing image, if, if, if you ask me. So, are you going to keep doing these for each year, or...? Um, you always get to the point of thinking, OK, is it time to start letting somebody else have a go? And then the trouble is they don't let go of your arm when it's got it twisted behind your back. So sometimes you find yourself being pushed into because nobody else seems to want to sort of do anything on this scale. And, and since it's always been sort of one of my dreams to do these kind of things, because I've always believed that Doctor Who is worthy of a premiere, never more so than now, and this is probably until someone decides to professionally sponsor it, is the nearest we're going to get to having a premiere for all the people who have stood by the series even during the dark days. And now you're hoping they're getting the reward for their patience, which they really, really do deserve having. This is very, very big. I mean, Paula was saying 835 people. Um, How do you go about organising something like this? Probably a way a lot of fan things are done, which is on the spirit of goodwill. I'm not allowed to make a profit, much though I might perhaps dearly want to, uh, because the BBC will be quite rightly down our necks if we did. But the bottom line is that if you don't do it for profit, then there's an awful lot of favours you can sometimes call in. And this is what we're sort of almost doing at the moment. We've started with a lot of talented people who will lend us... DVDs they've worked on, they will lend us uh, photographs, images and things like that and we can put around there. We've got license this evening to sell the first of the character options merchandise that uh, can't be released until 7.30 tonight. And all that's just on the basis of thinking, okay, you're having a party, all right, yes, we'll, we'll support that, as long as you're not doing it for profit. So I'm doomed to die in poverty, but at least hopefully we'll have made a few fans happy along the way. How long do you see yourself doing these, to be honest with you? And have you got any plans for anything bigger? 
Every year you think, well, that's probably about the ceiling limit. The first one that we did in 2005 for Christopher Eccleston's arrival, uh, we did purely for the Fitzroy Tavern Brigade, plus anybody else that had heard about it over the internet, and we got somewhere between 150 and 200 people. Every year since then, it has grown exponentially, probably as a result of social networking sites spreading the news and saying, oh, yeah, we'd like to come along. Yes, Paula was absolutely right to say we've got about 835 people here tonight. The bit she probably missed out was I've got about 200 and something people I've had to turn away just because of the sheer health and safety constraints of even this august venue has to abide by. What was this place? Um, It was a bank, but I mean... It's beautiful. It was, the, it, was the, it was the one time, this is really quite serendipitous, it was the headquarters of the Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation until they vacated it in sometime in the 90s and Weatherspoons took it over. A fact I did not know when even in my capacity of my day job I came here and said, oh look, it's an old HSBC building. Well, fine, thank you very much. Nice to know that what goes around comes around. The other thing, people have been wondering, you did the early years ever thought of coming up with a follow-up? Fortunately, certainly things called marriage get in the way of that. I think the effort and enterprise of, um, of doing books requires a great deal of dedication, particularly if it's a book where you think, in the Verity Lambert way, it's got to please me. Yes, it's, it's dead easy to crank out a thousand words of text. I find it actually quite difficult to write because it has to come from both inside as well as outside. You can try and do all your research and do it as, to the best of your abilities. But if it's not saying it in the way that you're hoping to get it across to people, to, to share the enthusiasm with them, then it just becomes dry, and I've always tried never to write dryly in terms of anything. So much though, yes, I'd love to have done the continuation years or something like that. A, you'd have had to find the, the anchor to hang it on. We were so lucky with the first book because it was all about Ray, Ray's contribution, Ray Cusick's contribution to the series, and bringing his work and his recognition to the fore, which hopefully it did. Any chance of getting a reprint of it? You know, I'd love that. <laughs> well, so would I, quite frankly. It, there's uh, a lot of information oh. in there that people need to see. And as I've said to people when I've been interviewing, um, people are sort of saying, oh, the old convention anecdotes, do I have to drop these out again? But there's a whole new audience for this now. The, there is. And uh, the, the bottom line is, yes, it would be nice if it happened. It was always a great point of pride for me that it was never, ever remaindered. Um, but at the same time, yes, it would probably need a severe design makeover to make it into a book that would kind of look right for the... can't say, you can't say the noughties anymore, the teenies. <laughs> look right for the teenies. Jeremy, thank you very much indeed, and thank you for this. Tony, thank you very much for coming all the way you have. Take care, enjoy the evening. Thank you. Ha-ha, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Deadworth. Hello, everything. Hello, this is Tony. Um, we're outside of uh, the Cross Keys, and we're talking to Alan Stevens from Magic Bullet, who's giving me a filthy look over the top of his glasses, but most people do. And, of course, the lovely Fiona. Delighted. Right, then. So, who wants to go first? Did you enjoy it? In 1986, uh, I went to a Dwas convention where they showed episode one of Trial of a Time Lord and everyone thought it was going to be fantastic um, I think possibly this story was fantastic 
Brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Sorry. Matt Smith, fantastic. Absolutely great. Love Karen Gillan. Love that she's Scottish. Absolute, uh, you know, Scots Wahey there, you know. And, oh, yeah, absolutely, yes. Definitely one for the redheads. Uh, love the jokes about Gloucestershire small towns. Uh, you know, it's just... Yes. It's just absolutely lovely, yeah. What do you think of the actual tone of it? I mean, obviously we moved on from production teams, so... Change too much, not much, or can we see something slowly happening? There goes a bus! <laughs> well, well, I thought the production values were perhaps not as um, expensive as they've been, but that might be a good thing, because I sometimes feel that, uh, you know, um, flashy CGI took over from actually good writing. I thought this script was coherent, I thought the performances were good, the dialogue was good. It was perhaps a little slow, but all the jokes were good. And Amy Pond and Matt Smith are the best Doctor Who team since, I think, Tom Baker and Lana Ward. Ooh, he's going for it here. What do you reckon, Fiona? Um, well, I uh, thought it was a little bit in-jokey, but uh, then again, it's a regeneration story, so you do sort of expect a little bit of back catalogue referencing going on there. So, uh, you know, I like the horror. I definitely like the, you know, the big teeth and the uh, sort of creepy kids and all that sort of thing. So uh, definitely let's have more of same. Um, yeah. Um, I, I thought... Hello. <laughs> It's a nice man giving directions. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yeah, definitely like the horror and definitely like the humor, especially the sauciness, you know. So it was just the right... I thought the sauciness was pitched at just the right level that the mums and dads are going to get it and the kids are going to go, wow, oh, yeah, yes. she's a lady who kisses people. Yes, that line was changed, of course, from her originally being a stripogram. Shush. We can't say that. Yeah, we, we can't say that uh, because El Presidente... Um, <clears throat> no, too excited. Um, Alan, Fiona, thank you so much. Thank Cheers. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. We're here outside the event. We're going to try and keep it quiet. And we have with us... Uh, my name's Chris. Um, I'm from the Oodcast. And? And my name's Laura from the Oodcast. And what Huzzah. do we think of the new Doctor Who? Shall I just commence gushing about yeah, how amazing it was? Absolutely. I mean, I was always going to be on side with it. I was never going to be someone who was going to be cynical about it in any yeah. way. Uh, but even even accepting that fact, I thought it was amazing. You went in with high expectations and, and exceeded. Yeah, exceeded. Uh, uh, just personally, for me, that best sequence was the bit right at the end where the aliens scroll through all the different Doctor incarnations yeah. and Matt Smith's incarnation yeah. walks through the projection and says. Yeah. Hello, I'm, I'm the, the Doctor. Yeah, yeah. I'm the oh, man, yeah. amazing. <laughs> Laura? Well, there were parts where I was cheering and there were parts where my lip was wobbling. Oh, yeah. But I thought what really got me was the, the instant connection that you felt between the Doctor and his companion. It's yeah. obvious this companion is not going to be one who takes any rubbish from him. The way she yeah. shuts his tie in the car door. <laughs> yeah. And the fantastic little stop-motion sequence where yeah. you suddenly realise that the Doctor may have all these new brain functions that we didn't quite know about, that he's able to record so much information all at the same time, processing things constantly. So that was also quite interesting. Yeah, a bit Blade Runner, I thought, but gloss over that. Well, Doctor Who, sorry, Doctor Who has always taken influences from yeah. other great pieces of science fiction and folded them into the narrative. And I guess that's just a, an example of, yeah, let's take a bit of this, but do it our way. And, you know, and, and he, Steve Moffat really, he's, he did stuff from his own uh, back catalogue as well, that all the 
people in hospital beds saying yes. the same thing at the same time. That's true. A few of his lines, I think, uh, about the cowboy builders and things. Yeah. He, he, I think he did folded them in on purpose. Yeah, but to reference the also say it is the same thing, but you. Yeah. yeah. Really amazing. If I've got a criticism, it's just that yeah. Prisoner Zero was identical to a viper fish. I mean, they could have done a slight yeah. modification of the design of that. What was it attached to at the top? Yeah. His tail always went up. Faded out into nothing. Or I don't know. Some something on the ethereal plane we can't see. It came through the air vents like Legionnaire's disease. So maybe, maybe it always just stays part of it in a vent somewhere. I reckon he had a small UFO just that floated above, just all the time, which he came out of. Got through a small crap as well. Somehow. Yeah, phased in and out. It's yeah. fine. It can do that. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. I'm just looking forward to the next 12 weeks so much. Yeah, yeah. And it, I don't know if you agree, but to me it did feel like a. It was still Doc 2, but it had a very different feel to the RTD days. Just the way it's filmed, the, the mood of it all. Yeah, just really high octane. There wasn't a mm. single moment of boredom. Yes, no sort of no no lull went by in a flash, didn't it? Yeah, really fast. But the, the, the cinematography and the way it was filmed, right mm. from the very first shot of Amy Pond's house, nothing cool was happening. It was just a house, but there was just a depth to the visuals. Yeah, and and the palette that they used that now it just really seemed very grown up and really slick and very different, as you say, from yeah. RTD's era. Rather spooky as well, but in some indefinable way, maybe. Yeah, a real change, but for the better. And and the show's regenerated in the same way the Doctor has in yeah. every aspect of uh, you know of it. Well, everything from the production side to the visuals to the the way the creative uh, sort of is you know being put into it. I think it's amazing. Mm. Yes, yes, and nice shoulders as well. David Tennant, absolutely David Tennant. He's, <laughs> he's, he's gone. He's gone. That guy's it's gone. It's the same man. The king is dead. <laughs> <laughs> what would you What do you think if it would have been like if David Tennant was still here because he did wobble he did consider staying on he for did, another year yeah. I thought about that I thought when every time an amazing line came out of the doctor's yeah. mouth I could I could put myself in the position of DT and, and think oh I could have I could have been saying those lines yeah, yeah. you know uh, so I think he must he must have real mixed feelings about I, moving I on I imagine so after he's <laughs> out there watching it now probably is I don't know what he's actually doing right this second but He's got to watch it, hasn't he? He's got to. He's got to have been watching it. I know he was fantastic, but I really do feel like you know I'm done with him already. Yeah. Come on, Matt. And yeah. I've just got. If uh, listeners don't listen to our show, Laura is oh, the yeah. girl who tried to actually reach out and touch David Tennant while he was in the middle of his performance as Hamlet. When he when he tried, she, oh, she really? nearly threw him yeah. herself on him. I did. I did stop <laughs> on his myself first night as well. At the crucial oh. moment, I did stop. <laughs> yeah. But the, I actually had to snatch her hand away as it reached towards his buttock. It was at least half a foot. <laughs> at least half a foot away. It's a bit half a foot. So so to have this this turnaround is actually quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I just I completely I believe in him already. He is the Doctor. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And, and great for all of us podcasters as well to have so much brilliant stuff to talk about. Yeah. Everybody seems to be loving it so far. Theme tune apparently is a bit mixed. Yeah, no, couldn't I wasn't really sure about it. that. Couldn't, we couldn't hear it here, no, could we? it's a bit tough to hear here. Going home but the to new watch time again. vortex. <laughs> Cloudy. Cloudy, I <laughs> Exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. But you described it as, like, water going down a plug the hole Dirty soaps I was going down a plug hole, yeah. <laughs> I but, thought of clouds, particularly with the, uh, the forked lightning. 
Yeah, yeah. the TARDIS is getting it, yeah. getting it in the neck, isn't it? In the title sequence, it keeps getting zapped by false lightning. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. We'll see if I presume it's going to be the same every episode. I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it still has the thing where it's going into the past and future in a different colour, though. Yeah. <laughs> so we know, so we know. Yeah. I think there's obviously something that the Doctor is keeping from Amy, though. In the, fast, in the last mm. scene... He turned off the monitor, didn't he? he? looks at a monitor, turns it off, and then says something to her, or the other way around. Yeah. But, but there's something on there. There's yes. something, something's not quite right. There's something about her that he needs. Yeah, maybe. And <laughs> That's not just well, companionship. Well, indeed. Uh, there's also hints as to the season arc as well, already. Mm. Yeah, the silence. Something yeah. about the silence? Uh, Which is not something that we have. Silence in the library? Yeah, it could be. Reference back to that? I doubt it. Oh, the new Sizzle trailer at the end was something we'd never seen before. Yeah. We thought we'd just get the one that they got on the press night, but we got loads of awesome stuff. Do you know what when he's eating? Do you yes. know when he's eating the fish fingers with the custard on it? Yeah. You know Peter Davison had to eat celery and he hates it. Oh, does he? That's yeah. right. Yes. I wondered how Matt Smith had dealt with the custard, and maybe it wasn't actually custard. Maybe it was I thought sort of fashioned out of marzipan. Sauce. I thought Perhaps. the fish fingers were fashioned out of marzipan. Could be. Quite yourself. You can find us at www.theoodcast.com. Uh, we're sort of comedy podcast. We we do do reviews, but we also do sketches and songs and lots of crazy weird stuff. But we love Doctor Who, and we'd love for you to listen to us sometime if you would. It's well worth it. And also listen to staggering stories. Oh well, of course. <laughs> Not as good, maybe. Well, thank you both. Thank you so much for letting us speak to you. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Scottish lady, what's your name again? Nicola. Nicola. I spoke to you earlier on. Yes, she did. Where's your Canadian friend? Uh, she's gone home. She's gone home? Yeah. To Canada? No, to her flat in London somewhere. She's from London? She's not she's, Canadian then. She's living in London. Okay. She's from Canada. Um, Canada? Is that Canada. somewhere close to Canada? Yeah. <laughs> I'm very weary. As a Scottish lady, you just saw a Scottish companion. I did. Did you like her? I did indeed. Did you like the episode? Oh, it was brilliant. And Matt Smith was brilliant as well. Even though he's English. Is he a little bit saucy? <laughs> he's not as good as David Tennant. Oh, is he saucy? Well, David Tennant's better looking and more saucy. Oh. <laughs> and he's Scottish. Right, you've heard from the background. <laughs> the lady said, he's fine. The fact that a man just went, ooh, I'm a gay man. Are you a gay man? Yes. In that case, I take it back. So you do have an opinion on the fact. <laughs> right, you are. What's the name, please? Uh, Ronnie. Ronnie and... Meg. Meg. And you just saw the 11th out? Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely loved it. Loved it, loved it. Loved it to pieces. Is that a yes? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very emphatic yes. Yeah, yes, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I had my doubts. I wasn't quite sure how it was going to work out, but he nailed it. I thought he nailed it really How well. quickly before you looked in went, that's the doctor? Um, I don't know. I have to watch it again, but I think it was one point partway through. I can't quite remember where the point was now, but I just thought, yes. That's it. I loved the man with the dog as well. I thought that was really quite spooky and creepy and very different, different to how it's been before. Fantastic, Ashley. I take a little bit of umbrage with that because if you look back, 
How many of the doctors before were fantastically, amazingly good looking? Like, really? I don't think it should be an issue. I think it's kind of cute in a weird way. I like to think that Professor Dave from Professor Dave's Arky Space kind of cute and foxy in his own special way. Yeah, but again, I, I don't think it should be a, a thing. I think the doc, I think the doctor's kind of outside of it in a way. Does that make any sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, David Tennant was a very, very good looking man, but I, I think Matt Smith is just such a fantastic actor and he brings so much to the role. And it's nice to see a doctor a little bit more eccentric and a little bit more out there. It's cookies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. I loved it. Really, loved really it. Good. Yeah. Thanks very much. No Did you enjoy it? Excellent episode. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. There's a lot of Patrick Chauvin there. Yeah, there is. I've got to be on. I mean, from a personal perspective, as I said before tonight, I would have sat there and gone, best regeneration story ever, spearhead from space. Tonight, I've gone, spearhead from space, second place. <laughs> wow. Where's my shoes? My shoes. Wow. <laughs> as a heterosexual man, can I just say, I feel so seedy, but. Which is cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, no, it's perfectly alright. Short skirt. Like, who are in the 60s? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but that skirt was a bit short. I think it was John Nathan Turner. Basically, one for the dance. Good, you don't need an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> don't answer explanations. I wasn't, the dance. Dance. I wasn't even expecting one. It's very practical. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah, it rides up something. For the podcast, oh, absolutely excellent episode. Really What's enjoyed it, Richard. Richard, okay, thanks, Richard. Excellent episode. It's me again. You're going to get sick and tired of my voice. I'm stood outside the cross keys again. It's cold. And I'm with Tony Clark, who... Uh, well, quite an artist in his own right. Tony, hello, you're looking incredibly dapper. Thank you very much. Nobody can see me, can they? <laughs> well, I'm about to describe it. Um, a pink, is it a pink shirt? No, it isn't. It's just a jacket and, and black trousers, which I've, I've worn the jacket to every, every one of Jeremy's parties. Um, but I bought a new shirt to go with a bow tie, a red bow tie. In, in, if, to honour Matt Smith, but it was one. That, it, was, it stemmed from what uh, Paula suggested when we did the first party, or Jeremy's first party for Christopher Eccleston. The episode was called Rose, and she suggested we all wore a rose in our buttonhole as the organisers. So um, uh, I thought, well, uh, every year since, I thought I'd try and wear something that ties in with either what the doctor's wearing or the episode. So um, one year I had a pinstripe shirt. Another year it was a blue shirt when, when, when um, David Tennant's outfit was a blue pinstripe suit. I wore a blue shirt. Um, so this year it's the bow tie, red bow tie. You didn't wear a Harry Saxon mask at New Year though, were you? <laughs> no, I did cop out then, yes, I must admit. That was a smaller party for the, for the New Year's Day well, one. I, I hear that photo couldn't be used. <laughs> um, right, so, um, well, I've got to ask, we've just seen the 11th hour. I absolutely loved it. I, I've watched quite a few first episodes. I the first one I really remember was, was uh, um, Pertwee's debut, Spearhead from Space. Uh, I had watched Troughton, but I wasn't young. I was too young to remember uh, Power of the Daleks. Although there's, there's bits of it I, I, that I think I must have seen as a probably about a three, three or four-year-old. Um, but uh, so I've seen a number of first episodes, and I thought this was incredibly strong 
very good. Uh, it hit the ground running with the Doctor. Most of the Doctors in the first episode, their first episodes, are quite subdued. They sort of, I get the feeling the writers don't want, don't want to sort of bombard the audience with the new Doctor just yet. So sort of to get them used to the idea of a new Doctor. But this one, I suppose we're so used to it now. And of course, he was introduced at the end of the previous episode. So it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's, the, the story is all about the Doctor just being the Doctor. I mean, he's involved in a, immediately involved in the story. More spearhead than Twin Dilemma, even though yeah, well, even, yeah. he was laid up for a couple of weeks. He, he was, that's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Is, it, well, again, I think it's just to get, get the audience used to the idea, but you surround. The, the Doctor with familiar characters as we had with, you know, with the Brigadier in Spearhead from Space uh, and the other so with, with um, when uh, Tom Baker changed to Peter Davison we had the companions that we were familiar with and the Master and things like that so there were always familiar things with this, the, the only thing that was familiar really in this episode was the TARDIS which was out of action pretty much for a long while The legendary Patrick Moore Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm yes. So disappointed he didn't say. Well, we just don't know. He's a scientist. <laughs> no, I thought it was. I, I just loved it. I, 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 it's, it's the first. Like I say, it's the for, first in a long time that I've lo- really enjoyed a first episode. I've, I've, I've always enjoyed them, but it's like I'm always a bit unsure. But, but the, I took to Matt Smith as a doctor immediately. I, I thought it was incredible. Probably helps that it's his, uh, as with uh, Peter Davison, that it was it was like the fourth story he recorded. He wasn't the first one he did. Um, that probably helped. But um, but also you've got a, a, an assured writer, uh, Stephen Moffat knew what he wanted to do with it, and, and Matt Smith as an actor knew what he wanted to do with the part. And uh, some of the other actors, although they knew, they sort of tweaked their performances over time. And I think well, they, they do so they can develop his character a little bit. Mm, yes, so over the season. Yes, yeah, I'd be interested to see how it pans out. And apparently, there's a few clues in this episode as to yes. things that are going to pop up later on. So all the words bad warfare everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so so it'll be um, it'll be interesting to uh, to see how what you know what uh, what, what clues are in there. A rosy future. Mm, no. Sorry, I just couldn't <laughs> And Amelia Pond, she's fantastic. The, the character. Pony. She's fantastic. As a great companion. Again, another companion that you took to. And I thought the young actress that played Amelia, that she was fantastic. And that's the other thing about, you know, when I was growing up with. Uh, uh, you know, BBC dramas that use kids—they were always so sort of stage schooly. They weren't very natural at all. Yes, it may be that the, the way television is recorded nowadays. You're not makes talking a difference. about Gary I didn't say his name. <laughs> I didn't know Gary's a dear friend of mine, so I didn't say his name. He's but uh, uh, yes, but he, um, but no, uh, I, I, I thought oh, that, the, that she was fantastic, the young Amelia, and I, I was surprised that she was in it so much. I knew she was in it at the beginning. I didn't realise she was going to pop up sort of all the well, way like through that. the episode, which is nice. Some validity to the mm, yeah, 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 so, um, yeah. So what are you doing now? I mean, you used to do all the art for Dwyer somewhere. I did a lot of art for Dwyer in oh, the no, 80s, I, I think, yes. a lot of it for private life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he, keeps, he keeps popping up all over the place. And uh, a friend of mine in, in, uh, in Glasgow even bought some off eBay or something, I think. Uh, he bought something in an auction somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't done much artwork for a long time, really. I, I work in animation. Um, so I do do artworky things, but not sort of illustrations as such. I often do little sort of little animated sequences which don't always get used, background paintings, but they're, they're little bits here and there, nothing you would sort of say, oh yes, I remember seeing that. Um, I tend to do a lot of sort of cutouts for uh, CGI. We, we, uh, the, the, the studio I work for do all the compare the, compare the market 
dot-com commercial with the meerkat. And I tend to do these so reference... Yeah, well, I only do these cut-out characters for the, for the live-action shoots, so they've got a, a reference for the, for the cameraman to sort of frame the shot. Um, and I do all these cutouts, which they take on location and so forth. And I do, do yeah, I do. I work on the gorillas videos as well. They're quite oh, popular. Um, uh, I work as an animation checker on all those. Uh, we're on to the. They're on the third album now, and uh, we're just doing some more videos for them, um, which should be good. Tony, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Okay, we're back out the front of the launch event pub, and with me we have... Ian. And... Wee! So what do we think of the 11th hour? Cometh the hour, cometh the head writer. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I thought it delivered on many levels, and strangely, it wasn't that different from from what's gone before, which is a good thing, because, you know, why break something that works incredibly well? Um, I thought Matt Stiff was superb. I knew he was going to steal his clothes. Unfortunately, I didn't tell very many people. Oh, you knew. So I'd worked it out. Now I had a theory. I looked back through different Doctor costume changes, and I I discerned that now now was time for a clothes stealing. Unfortunately, I only told two people. I don't think any of them are here to attest. So, uh, and Karen Gellman was fantastic, and so was her skirt. (laughs) Yeah, the, the seam worked for me, I have to admit. The seam... In the tights worked for me, but um, yeah, uh, Matt Smith was fantastic. Uh, yep. It was a new doctor, yep. and it was brilliant. Um, I loved it. It was funny, it was fun, and it was well. Let's face it, it was a new Doctor Who. Doctor Who, but new Doctor. Exactly. Uh, new Doctor. I loved it. Uh, uh, I'm in heaven. Loved what, it. What do you think might have happened had David Tennant stayed on for this season? Do you think it would feel much different? I think it would have been about 45 minutes long instead of the hour. Really? Yeah. The 10th 45 minutes? Yeah, I haven't quite got the same ring, has it? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah, the 10th three quarters of an hour. It's not quite there, is it? I, I, I wonder if we might have had a sort of knock on the head or some amnesia or I don't know. Um... I, I should imagine the the uh, Grunhilda plotline would have been much the same. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to say. In many ways, Matt Smith isn't that different. Um, I suppose so. Still quite manic. He doesn't shout quite as much as perhaps Tennant does. Not such gritted teeth. Yes. No, but it was it was more direct. He was the Doctor, and he was directly saying to uh, what was her name? It wasn't. Amy, it was Amelia. Amelia. Amelia Pond saying it's not a box, it's a time machine. It was beautiful. It was every line that he delivered was perfectly delivered. Um, I loved it. And uh, roll on series five. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, it's 5135. Fnarg. Fnarg. And the next one is Shazbat. <laughs> I, uh, I'd, I'd like to make a world prediction oh, that yeah. um, the costumes can change. I think the bow tie will change in episode four. Okay, is that a prediction or is that based on bow ties? Uh, that, that, no, that's a prediction based on the fact that I'm generally avoiding photos. Oh, okay. I think we can probably safely assume the colour might change. Right, well, thank you both for that. Yeah.
Tony again. Um, this is well after the event. We've been kicked out very early. Now, I'm here with a, a name that some people might actually find familiar. It's Anthony Brown, sort of editor and writer for all sorts of wonderful science fiction magazines. And some not-so-wonderful ones. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You edited Private Lives? True. Um, well, Count Vass is one of the good ones. <laughs> on your CV, okay. <laughs> So, come on, then. We've seen the 11th hour. What's your opinions? Yep, pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I'd really like the early days of Russell. Uh, it's uh, started to become a little too... Uh, uh, OK, we've written the headlines. How do we turn this into a script by the end? Uh, and it seems to have... It pulled back from that. At, at Steve Moffat's really... It, it all holds together. It's uh, the absolute... I mean, let's face it. The Doctor turns up in your garden when you're eight it's what spoilers, you dream of spoilers American friends spoilers <laughs> it's what you dream of of him promising to um, come back and then not doing it for ages as is your worst nightmare but he does come back and uh, okay uh, Matt Smith was a little bit too David Tennant for me in the early scenes but then he is still regenerating uh, um, he's I think he's got it. Uh, it, it, it uh, you know, it's not a time of Virani where he sort of went away from the first episode thinking, oh my God. <laughs> the fairy tale thing. They're saying it's more and more like a fairy tale. Do you think that's sort of coming to creeping now? It always has been a fairy tale. I mean, it's well, yes, not proper it's science fiction. Now, isn't it? Do you feel? Oh, right back in Hartnell, it was. Never mind the science, go with dream. Ah, that ah, uh, possibly, but then remember the fairy tales. You know, you go back to the actual original Grimm's Brothers tales rather than the stuff you got read in the nursery. Uh, not exactly pleasant. There's always a, a downside, and I suspect there's going to be a downside well, here. I think so. I um. I want to have a rewatch of that pan across Amy's dolls because I think there's some dolls there that um, she shouldn't know about, and obviously so we want to know about we want to know about uh, why the uh, Prisoner Zero knows about the Time Lords. I'm guessing that uh, the cracks in the world are down to what the Time Lords did, but really wobbly, tiny, wobbly. Mm. or it could just be Tennant's big sulk at the end of the last one could have caused all sorts of chaos. TARDIS blowing apart has got to cause a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's very true. Anthony, thank you. Cheers. Cheers, mate. This is Philip Maddock, and you're listening to the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. And that's it, I'm afraid. Absolutely great event. Everybody seemed to really enjoy it, both the event and the episode as well. I didn't speak to a single detractor, surprisingly. Maybe it was the atmosphere of the place. 800 people laughing and cheering together. A big thank you again to everybody involved in organising the event. I certainly hope they do it again next year. But in the meantime, I'm sure there'll be other DWPA podcasts coming your way probably quite shortly. So thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more about the Doc 2 Podcast Alliance... And seek out the website at www.doctorwhopodcastalliance.org.
I am definitely a madman with a box.